We're all on the spars, but <laughs> we're not. We're not one bit happy. That's uh, 50 of us on this boat, and we're not one bit happy. For immediate reaction from around the grounds, catch League of Ireland late night every Friday, 10 p.m. on Twitter Spaces. Follow at Off the Ball. Rugby on Off the Ball with Vodafone, official sponsors of the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us. Yes, this weekend is the Heineken Champions Cup final taking place in Marseille on Saturday. It's Leinster versus La Rochelle. Kickoff is at 4.45pm. It's a repeat of last year's semi-final when La Rochelle surprised Leinster and took that final spot against Toulouse as they were later beaten in that final. I'm delighted to be joined by Andy Dunn to look ahead to the game. How are you, Andy? I'm good, thanks. Yeah. Good. The team news is just out. We've heard that Leinster is unchanged from their semi-final. Any surprises in there? Um, no, I don't think so. I think uh, the only surprise being that maybe Furlong was deemed fit to uh, start, which is a huge boost. So, yeah, I don't think um, there was any real selection queries or 50-50 calls based on that performance the last day against Toulouse, which was, um, I don't as close as I've seen a team come to you know you hear these uh, cliches about a team being in the zone mm-hmm. and what it actually means this kind of um, you know a lot of action without striving and just this effortless flow to their game even though there's huge physical work going in it looked effortless for the for at times 20, 30, 40 minutes um, this flow and sometimes it's just an e- the nicest word to put on it there's, that doesn't happen without months and years of construction and toil but it came together so beautifully at times in that Toulouse game that uh, I don't there was never any doubt that those who played if fit were going to start in the final it would have been extremely harsh on mm-hmm. any player um, the, that, that's probably one of the only concerns also going into the final is when a team reaches that height and that that uh, you know that it's it's a it was a peak performance in the last okay, four or five so years it's just you can, wonder, you, can you can you do it again? again do you strive to try and reach that again because it seemed to happen in an effortless way and you know you hear about a snooker player being in the zone and you don't strive to get there it just happens on occasion with mm-hmm. years of work and years of effort and that seemed to happen in the semis for for Leinster so yeah, I've seen Steph Curry you know on the NBA warm up yeah and he's thrown the ball he does this warm up and it, it clearly takes a huge amount of skill and years of training but he looks like he could do it with his eyes closed and I think he actually does some of the throws with his eyes closed he starts at the free throw line and he goes back he comes back in towards the net and he does about 15 shots they all land they don't hit the rim that would be a kind of a, a, a similar uh, analogy, I think, for how Lens- how good Leinster were. They were at, that good uh, against Toulouse, and it was a joy to watch. So, just a little concern that they've reached that dizzy height in the semi final. Mm-hmm. Um, hard to replicate that consciously, anyway, and just try and let's be as good as we were. I think if they're even eighty percent as good as they were against Toulouse, they sh- I still think they should win. And they had those injury concerns, as he's mentioned, Ty Furlong, James Lowe. Mm. They're going to start now. I think James Lowe, like. You know, he's been massive for them. We've yeah. seen him against Toulouse, yeah. a brace of tries. Yeah. He's just loving it out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, you kind of mentioned they're a joy to watch. He, he particularly has this sense of freedom when he plays. Um, but what I did, one thing that struck me was at the game with a couple of mates um, is the distance on his kicks. 
he absolutely launched three or four kicks, maybe 60, 70 metres. Completely changed the momentum in the match at times. And he's he's not necessarily... No, he's noted for a kind of a carefree attitude and he's noted for, like, he's a brilliant... Uh, he can pass brilliantly out of the tackle and he, he gets involved in midfield even though he's on the wing. But maybe sometimes that's overlooked how how devastating that left boot can be. Um, and again, Leinster being in such high command of everything they were doing that the rook was well set up, the pass was perfect. He had time on all his kicks, but nonetheless... He he didn't he didn't shank one of them and they made a big big difference during the game at times when Leinster were under pressure and in the cup final to have options like um, you know obviously Sexton to clear the lines but to have a left footer they had that in the years with Carney to have a left footer to get you out of trouble in in deep territory I think that's a huge addition yeah yeah. Oh, he's massive, absolutely massive. So it's great news that he's going to be in there. Mm. The only really, maybe, surprise, I don't know, no space for Jordan Larmer on the bench, but he had a good performance yeah, against Munster. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it is, it's tough on him. They, they, have, they definitely have strength and depth. He's coming back from, from interrupted season, really, and seasons. So um, I, I would have thought they maybe looked at just the level of intensity required and that having only just come back into the fold it might have been too big a step I don't think there's any doubt of his talent and his capacity overall I would have thought that was a decision partly made with sports scientists and mm-hmm. medics and the, the coaching team as opposed to any any uh, views on his overall quality or, or technical ability But it's still tough you know yeah. it, it's a, a Champions Cup final you know, that, that squad, we speak about the strength and depth they yeah, have, but yeah. it's difficult to be that player. Yeah, uh, hugely. Um, and they don't come around every year. I mean, Leinster, obviously, the, the last one was Saracens um, a couple of years back. But, um, yeah, when, when, you get, when you're in a squad that gets that close, everyone, literally everyone wants to be involved on match day and it galvanises the group and it galvanises training. And, and in a way, it makes sense that the... The, the second string Leinster were still able to beat a full strength Munster because when you're in when you're in that feel good mode as a group and everyone's trying to impress and get into a final day squad, um it does it does galvanise the group but it's incredibly it's a, an incredibly difficult place to be when you don't get the nod mm-hmm. for the match day squad and uh you you know, you everything you've worked for and 23 others are going out there on the day and getting getting the rewards and you are effectively forgotten for the day but the only thing I'd say to, to try and comfort the likes of Jordan Larmer is he's, he's young and super talented and he's you know he's what 15, 20 Irish caps behind him as well like he's a big future so hopefully he sees many more days like that yeah, no doubt he will. And with this Leinster team, it's constantly rotating because there has been so many players playing with Ireland and we've seen them dominating even when their Irish players weren't there. You know, that's probably what's been so impressive about it. Actually, I've seen a stat just before I come on. The 12 of Leinster starting 15 tomorrow also started Ireland's victory over the All Blacks last November. Mm. That is quite insane. Yeah, yeah. And, and the level of confidence that must give to the group um, everybody I think is aware just how much they, they are how driven they are but the, the key figures within the group the level of drive if you start from Furlong at the front he's clearly a driven individual but his his talent level is through the roof the last I mean I I played at 10 I, I didn't I played a couple of European Cup semis and, and one final 
uh, or Challenge Cup final rather but if I had the first 20 minutes that he had against Toulouse and I never did in any <laughs> of those games I would have thought I'm having an absolute stormer as a 10 he put a guy through a hole um, passing just just off the shoulder he put a guy through a gap passing a no look a kind of a flick pass over his shoulder behind one of the other Leinster players and then he threw this right to left 30 yard spiral pass on the run Mm-hmm. It, like honestly and if Sexton did those three things and he's doing them anyway um, <laughs> he'd be happy but seeing that from Furlong um, that type of stuff inspires the team but it's his determination and drive you then look down through any one of those 12 you're talking about who've beaten the All Blacks and you know the three others who weren't involved with the All Blacks but, but I do think um, Sexton in particular people have spoken this week about his um, his lack of involvement with the Lions last year being a huge plus in terms yeah. of his physical freshness. I think his involvement with the Irish management who've given him a, a sense of there's a fresh approach there seems to have liberated him somewhat. I'm sure Stuart and Leo who know him so well are getting the best out of him but he's he is kind of at peak level at 36 which is amazing in rugby too. So you know, 12, 12 starters from the All Blacks, the likes of Sexton and Furlong, who are world class. Um, yeah, it's no wonder they are where they are, and it's no wonder that I think they're the bookies' favourites. Yep. And people have been having the question: Have Leinster been tested yet? And I know we've just talked about how many start for Ireland, so we'd like yeah. to say, well, they've been tested in Six Nations, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as a whole, have they been tested yet? Do you feel? Um, yeah, I. Th- like I think there were, you, Toulouse for example tested them on a number of occasions in terms of Toulouse were very organised in the first 10 minutes defensively and they weren't able nobody could live with the onslaught and the um, just it was it was relentless what Leinster did that's not about a failure to be tested that's just they overcome any of the tests by relentlessness high level You're of execution good. I don't I don't believe they've teams have gone out and lay down in front of them and therefore they're they're underprepared they've kind of steamrolled over teams through force of will and high quality execution there's a difference so you know they they demolished one of the great to lose sides mm-hmm. that's not that doesn't mean they weren't tested. They they had to go and demolish them. That takes a lot of work. Um, the scoreline, the 40-17 scoreline is a fair reflection of their quality. But, but it didn't mean it was a stroll in the park for them. So I don't subscribe to the idea that, that no. they haven't been tested. I just think they've been so, they've been kind of high level excellence and uh, there's a difference, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And from 12 months ago when they played La Rochelle in the semi-final, mm. what are the main differences that you see in this Leinster team now? Um, well, I think they've they've got the capacity to vary their game a bit more. I think they tried to play a certain way against La Rochelle, and La Rochelle were able to unpick it. La Rochelle obviously went after the front five, went after the scrum, drove lineouts, tried to, to kind of break the spine of that Leinster team. Um, I think they're a year older, a year wiser the likes of Stewart, the likes of Leo, they don't take those defeats lightly. Sexton wouldn't have taken, yeah, I know he wasn't involved last year, but just as a as a person, they don't take those defeats lightly. I think there's a, a need, there's a, there's a deep hunger and need in them to prove to people this team can go and win again, having lost uh, 
in Saris that really hurt them and then the semis last year in La Rochelle so what I think as a result they've done they've learned to be flexible in their approach I think they've learned to absorb physical onslaughts like that will come through Antonio and Will Skelton um, and I think they've learned to absorb that impact and ways to deflect it um, you know one of the things I noticed so if we reference the the 12 Leinster lads who, who played in the All Blacks or who, who featured in the Six Nations in the French game uh, away were, would have been largely seven or eight of the Leinster starting pack um, they were able to absorb this physical onslaught from France it wasn't that wasn't the winning or losing of the game away in France we, mm-hmm. we absorbed their driven mall we um, we worked out ways to combat their scrum and I think that wouldn't have happened maybe 12 months ago we may have folded under the physical pressure so the pain of the losses and experience and a bit of versatility in how we approach it I think they've more than one way to adapt against La Rochelle I think that's the difference I think when La Rochelle put the squeeze on through 150 kilo tight head Antonio <laughs> and God knows what is Will Skelton it's probably something <laughs> similar there's a huge amount of force coming down those channels but they've I think they've they've worked out ways to offset that mm-hmm. and that takes a huge um, that disarms La Rochelle somewhat um, and that's um, I think that I've also been aware that La Rochelle have that, that offload game and Leinster prefer to not defend it. nobody wants to defend against a good offload game and I'm sure they're going to be pretty disruptive the likes of Van der Fleer um, and both centres for example who've been hugely uh, strong at the breakdown I think they're really going to try and, and be disruptive to that offload game I think there's one or two ways at least that I think they're going to try and have flexibility in their game so they don't get stung mm-hmm. the way they've got stung by Saris and the same way they got stung by La Rochelle which was kind of physically overpowered Even speaking to Leo Cullen this week you could definitely feel the the hurt or the pain you know the way sometimes people ask that question is that a motivation factor yeah. and a lot of the times like oh that's just a typical question to ask you know if you've lost to a team but you could actually sense that yeah yeah, I, I, I 100% like it, could I, and I, it's nice that you can sense that it's a human reaction um, I re, I'm, I often reference Liverpool here I'm a big Liverpool fan I love seeing Mo Salah say his, you know, his revenge on the cards against Madrid I mean, yeah. it's like you're damn right it is I mean that's but I think the Leinster team are feeling a deep hurt about I think it's more the question markers like they're they're good to a point but when when they play against the big boys on semi-final and final day who put the squeeze on them physically they're not up to it and that Mm -hmm. like that's a big slap in the face if you're a professional team of their quality and I think they really really want to go out there and prove to people they can they can manage the physical onslaught of the likes of people we mentioned 250 kilo lads scrummaging against uh, Porter's channel can they hold up on the scrum uh, and it's not just down to Porter it's it's Maloney maybe in behind him or, or uh, James Ryan whichever is in behind him but it's it's a certainly is an eight man effort to to not lose that physical battle and it's 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 destructive to their ego and it's destructive to their whole confidence levels if they don't manage to absorb it so i think that i th- i do think there's a deep kind of drive in them to, to prove people wrong and that, that is a pretty dangerous combination when they've got the talent they have and the experience they have 
and they have been consistent over the last number of years but also I feel they've underperformed when it comes to Europe would you think that they feel like that? Yeah I, I certainly I covered the uh, I was at the final in um, St James's Park against Saracens um, covered it for, for off the ball and they were absolutely that game was there for the taking the narrative then becomes afterwards you were you know you were overpowered and you physically you physically couldn't stand, you kind of stand up to par with these lads but they left two to three tries behind them on on the day there was a, there was a pretty significant mistake made by Ring Rolls with a three man overlap but literally would have walked it in would have changed the whole dynamic of the match I think about 10 minutes into the second half and so then that also grates with people and uh, within the group and um, no more so than Ring Rolls I'm sure also but because the story becomes you weren't physically up to it um, which is not the case when you break down the, the, the minutiae you know so I think yeah I I just feels like they need this to yeah, to, they, to, they, to back up uh, it's almost good you know it's a good thing that they're coming up against the likes of Antonio and Skelton and a huge French pack because if they once they win they can just put it to bed that they are a team that can take on that increase in physicality and there's all this chat about Leinster bringing the academy players through and you know they've lots of internationals and lots of quality but you know against the bigger French and English sides and the salary cap and all this chit chat that you know ultimately they can't quite go and finish the job and, and we all know they can they've mm-hmm. done it in the past but it'll be a sweeter win for them to do it against this type of forward pack from La Rochelle and just to talk a little bit about La Rochelle, um, we heard that Will Skelton, he returns. Yeah. Um, he was on last weekend as well for a few minutes as well. Yeah. I know he was meant to be out for the season, yeah. but he made a, he made his return. So he's in. And then the back row of both Victor, Vito and scrum half, uh, Kerberlo will miss out. So they, yeah. those two are massive. Yeah. Well, Skelton seems to have the hots for Leinster. <laughs> he's like, uh, he was... He was incredible in that game uh, two years ago in James, St. James's Park for, for Saris. Um, and he was incredible last year in the semis. So he just, he seems to, to get turned on by the fact he's going <laughs> to take on these Leinster lads and, and, and crush them. He, he's, a, he's an important uh, selection to start for them. I think it'll put a, strike a little bit of healthy fear into Leinster. But I think they'll also be canny and they'll be aware that he hasn't got 80 minutes in him. He definitely doesn't. He's too he's too big and he's not match fit enough to mm-hmm. be destructive for 80 minutes. So I think um, if they can uh, somehow simmer his Im- simmer down his impact in that first 30 to 40 minutes, they've probably done a large uh, a large amount of work to get in there and, and win. I think the loss of Vito and um, Kerr Barlow are probably more significant, significant than Skelton starting, actually. I think... Um, Kerr Barlow is is, uh, is a lot like Gibson Park. He dictates the entire tempo of their, of their game. Um, he's he's very combative nine as well. So the back row have to keep an eye out for him all the time. They can't take their eye off him. Um, so he ca- he caused a lot of hassle for for defenders, and he runs that tempo in their whole attack, which Raj is huge on in terms of that whole keep the ball alive. Yeah. Keep the keep the speed of the ball. Uh, keep the ball off the floor for as long as you can. He he's very central to that, and he's a huge loss. And Vito, um, we all know, is a kind of an all-round athlete, brilliant passer, brilliant defender. Um, 
So yeah, I think they're two pretty big losses. Yeah, I don't think I don't can't see Skelton lasting after forty five. That's what I was thinking. Minutes. Do you start him or do you have him come on? Yeah, it's it's a good one. I I would have thought they would have benched him, but I'd say they're they're just going to try and maybe win a psychological battle more than one or two of them they're, I, it looks like they're going to go after the Leinster scrum they're going to try and, and attack them where everyone is, is where we've been talking about where everyone has questioned their their spine and their physicality and I would say that O'Gara is saying let's get in early and try and cause huge doubt cause this, this disruption rather in the, in their group and see how they react um, I, I certainly don't see Skelton last in it mm-hmm. um, hopefully then he, Leinster can can uh, reduce his impact yeah it's all the mind games that yeah. Ronan O'Gara has been playing rugby and off the ball is with Vodafone main sponsor of the Irish rugby team we all belong to the team of us and just when we were talking about the mind games Kerr Barlow that he's two broken bones in his hand yeah so I don't know if you heard this story during the week, but they were saying that Ronagar was looking to get one of those micro gloves, you know, one of the hurling, hurling gloves. gloves yeah. yeah. Yeah, in order for him to, to maybe help him to play. So they were going to see, obviously, what the, the pain threshold was like, yeah. if you could grip the ball yeah. with it on. But obviously, it, it seems like it's, it's not going to happen. That would have been some yeah. story if that happened. But actually, it's happened before, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, Ronan has said that it's he's heard it before in rugby that, you know, they've used these gloves. Yeah, I there, there's loads of you know side stories of players who've gone in and out of game, stayed in the game with a broken hand, stayed in the game with a broken foot, um, various things that you just think couldn't be possible. But I don't know about going into a European Cup final as a nine with two broken hands. Um, I would imagine he could get an injection or two. He could get it strapped up. Adrenaline would be through the roof and he would get through 10 minutes. But at some point, the actual task he has to do, which is grip, twist, spin, catch, like it's it's just constant hand work specific yeah. to his own position. And if it's impacted in terms of his pace of passing or his delivery to 10, the, the whole game is impacted. So I think they're being pragmatic ultimately it doesn't matter how much of a hero he is I, I'm sure if you held a gun to his head and said go out and play oh, the absolutely. lad will go out and play yeah. it's just going to impair his function To I think it's too high a degree of impairment to his overall function it, you know at a, as a nine two broken hand two broken bones in your hand it's just he could get through the pain barrier but I just don't think he'd get through the function barrier you know so. yeah mm-hmm. no it would be incredibly difficult when I heard the story I was like surely it's interesting, surely not yeah. it is um, but even just having the team on paper I heard a few of the La Rochelle um, lads speaking this week they were saying that it doesn't mean anything these days it depends so much on the mind mm. they said like all the pressures on Leinster um, that they have nothing to lose yeah you know is it a mind game too Oh yeah! At this level, it's probably bigger than anything else. That if you look down through the teams, uh, this is a La Rochelle team that was in the European final last year, that was in the the French domestic final, and are now in a third final in the space of twelve months. Um, you don't do that unless you're high quality, and so they're they're. I think there's in terms of just overall quality, they're slightly below. If you're giving Leinster a nine out of ten, they're an eight point five, something like that. So therefore, yes, they, you know what is the difference in those cases? It's who who wins the psychological battle. Mm-hmm. Raj um, has you know huge mental strength. There's a there's a famous interview he did about missing kicks 
um, at clutch moments. Yeah, um, it's incredible. Early in his career, and yeah. you know, you watch that video, and you, the hairs in your neck are standing up. And he talks about how he managed to turn that around. And then he was dying to take. And them. he wanted yeah. to take the. the, the he, he was hoping he could take the. the he was hoping it would come to that. Yeah, that's his mindset now um, as a player. And has transferred into a coach, years of experience, having gone away, being in France, understanding the French psyche, the French approach to these games, um, with Racing, um, seeing the, the the Crusaders, who are absolutely masters of the you know the winning at clutch moments. Uh, I think they've what have they ridiculous twelve or thirteen Super Rugby titles, and he was part of that environment, and now he's in an, an environment. That he's he's contributed hugely in terms of getting to three finals. So he has got absolutely, you know, years and years of experience of psychological warfare, trench warfare in these killer moments. So it's actually, you know, it makes it makes that if I'm talking about a nine out of ten in quality for Leinster and an eight point five with La Rochelle, and then you start adding in um, O'Gara's psychological strengths um, it seems to make that 0.5 gap a lot smaller you know? <laughs> and when we say it's Leinster against La Rochelle it's Leinster against Ron O'Gara's La Rochelle you know this is the most interesting yeah. thing you know yeah. and he's been incredible as a, as a head coach you know yeah, yeah. and even just seeing him on the sideline the passion that he has yeah. it, it's really just immense I think yeah but there's, there's obviously there are strong characters across the whole story of the game. You could say it's Stuart Lancaster and Leo's Leinster and Johnny Sexton's Leinster against O'Gara. Yeah. And I think the two of them, you know, putting a coliseum would fight to the death <laughs> uh, to win this game. So, and, and it is a sense that there is that kind of coliseum feel to watching these two fellas go toe to toe since, you know, whatever, 2006 or 2009 uh, and all the, the, the much... Uh, the press that followed you know their their spat and then their friendship and um, yeah so like there are very strong characters on both sides which makes it more entertaining and whets the appetite more because you know there's there's all kinds of tactics going on in the background every sentence is thought out in every in every press conference I think there's a lot going into it the, the, the mind games mm-hmm. the chess and then the the actual quality on show so and Ron O'Gar when he was speaking this week he actually talked about how he thinks that Johnny Sexton has improved his game mm. even further mm. I did I, I didn't actually hear that piece but yeah I think yeah he was just saying his running game um, his passing game a good kicking game and he yeah. sees every opportunity mm. before everyone else yeah I think I think there's if you're to, to summarise that I would say what Sexton's added is a balance to like he's he's always had the quality to kick he's always had the quality to run himself he's always had the quality to be a good distributor he seems to be balancing it that out through a 60 to 80 minute performance I think he is he may not admit it I think certainly with ball in hand he's less physical he's not taken it to the line as much and taken on people but when he does he's more effective so he used to do it on a regular occasion and try it and try it and knock on the door and he'd get pummeled a bit and he would stand up and get on with it but eventually your body gives in I think now he's got a much more um, 
much more sharpness to his game mm-hmm. with ball in hand because when he goes and the semi-final was a, a prime example that he, he sold the dummy ran through he left the Toulouse uh, second row for yeah. dead but it the, the line break resulted in a try with no physical contact made on Johnny Sexton and that's, that's key a, at his age and everything else goes with it you have to be smart about these things absolutely and I think that's been a huge shift in his game from, from recent years the overall variation but then as Raj mentioned I think there's that just that game knowledge that hard to define 16 years at the coalface game knowledge and he's and Lancaster mentioned he's a student of the game just if he's if he's all those things if he's working harder than anyone else to analyse the opposition he's 16 years of experience at the top he's built that way where he wants to strategically unpick teams and then he's learnt about his own weaknesses and challenges previously and he's got rid of them to a large degree yeah pretty potent combination and I fully I don't think that's a mind game from Ogar I think that's just an observation of fact and I think he's he knows he's being transparent enough to say he's probably at if he's probably playing at the peak of his powers best yeah. rugby we've seen absolutely yeah. and some predictions then what prediction would you give Andy uh, I think the the deep hurt and need and want in Leinster is too strong um, to lose I just think they're going to find a way I don't think they're going to put a performance together like they did against Toulouse because I think those kind of performances are are as I said you know effort without striving they're kind of hitting the zone and it doesn't happen it doesn't happen back to back very often for teams I think they'll have a, a an 80% as good a performance that they did in the semis and that will be too strong for, for a strong La Rochelle team um, but I, yeah I, Do I you have a score at all? Uh, I'll throw out off the top of my head now that you've asked <laughs> me uh, I would say something like 24 18 24 16 something like that so still close enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as main sponsor of the Irish rugby team, Vodafone has an exclusive competition for Vodafone customers. Win a trip to see each Irish rugby versus New Zealand test game during the summer tour with flights, hotel and spending money all included with hashtag Fantastic Fridays in the My Vodafone app. Entry via the, via the My Vodafone app closes at midnight May 29th. Cheers, Andy. Thanks for joining me. Thanks a million, Ashley. Rugby on Off The Ball With Vodafone, official sponsors of the Irish rugby team We all belong to the team of us